and welcome back to the Room 109 podcast. I hope you're having a great Sunday. I'm your host, Danny DiCrescenzo. Alongside me is always Julian Rocha. Julian, how are we doing today? Uh, doing great. Classes are going really well. I'm looking forward to a great weekend. Absolutely, yes. And uh, yeah, we are recording this very early in the morning, a first for the Room 109. One time we did it at night, now we're doing it in the wee hours of the morning, but we still have a really good show. And of course, as we start our shows, we are going to flip a coin to see who tells today's story time. And remember, I'm Heads, Julian's Tales. Julian, you ready to rock? Yes, sir. All right. And it's Heads, so I guess I get a second story in a row. So that brings the overall total to two and one in my favor, which means, Julian, you will be hosting the Wheel of Context today. All right. So for the different contexts, we have work, middle school, home, high school, pre-adolescent, romantic, choice, college, and sports. All right, I'm ready to go. Let's give this thing a spin. I it in. Looks like it's going to be high school, which is pretty easy. And then Mr. Bisrael Wheel, of course. Odds are in my favor that it's not, but I think... I think a Mr. Miserable here and there would be a good change of pace. Let's give it a spin. And just like that, I called it. I got yes. Wow. So I am today's Mr. Miserable. Isn't that just lovely? How sad. You are Mr. Miserable. Now, to think of a miserable high school story. Oh, there's so many to choose from. Hmm. Um, I have one. So this is freshman year. We are in a combined... The way we did it in high school is we had a combined um, English and history class. There was a wall that divided the classroom. The wall was open for the time. And we were mm-hmm. going over a project, a partner project. And... Um, something i really forget what it was about oh right they were talking about how my paper broke the copy machine so what happened was the teacher goes oh um danny your your paper had so many pages you know it jammed the copy machine and i went oh i'm I'm sorry because i had a tendency to write long papers my final thesis paper of the year was 12 pages long which was i wrote about the um oil crisis and inflation crisis in Libya, which is why I've always had a soft spot for the North African country and geography, but it's neither here nor there. Um, Anyway, so this paper happened to jam the copy machine, and then my teacher makes the grave mistake of adding another savory detail by saying, oh, and um, Morgan's paper, it basically like married itself to Morgan's paper. And she used that exact phrasing. And the reason why that phrasing was so incredibly problematic was because I just broke up with Morgan a couple of days. Yes. So it was a very sore spot. Immediately the class silences. You can hear a pin drop. Morgan's face turns bright red. I turn bright red. And then my other teacher, my history teacher goes, yeah, I can't believe that. And, and 
he has a tendency to make fun of me because he always called me a nerd mm-hmm. in that class. It's it's another story for another day. But I glance over to him right away and I give him the, you know, like the cut it out signal with my hand. And he's like, oh, what, what, what's the problem? And then I go, I give the same signal to my English teacher. I'm like, stop talking, stop talking. It's so embarrassing. So that happened. And then the day, and then after class ended, I go up to both of them and I say, guys, I can't believe that happened. It just sucks because you use the word married and Morgan and I were recently broken up and they go, oh, we had no idea. And then the killer part was my, history teacher goes oh my god that must have been so embarrassing and i'm like yes yes it was that was very very embarrassing you know freshman year relationships not exactly the uh epitome of romantic fervor and that one went up in flames and then apparently it almost cost the copy machine to go up in flames because my paper and her paper happened to get married and wedded inside the parts so yeah that was pretty embarrassing imagine that just and it was a class of like 40 people that all knew what mm-hmm. was going on i just had a no i just wore uh rosy red cheeks for the rest of the day <laughs> so that was pretty embarrassing and miserable that was very miserable yeah i'd be miserable if that happened to me exactly just got called out like that well, I guess I'll tell you the reason he called me a nerd. So the reason he started calling me a nerd was because on Christmas, you know, the three kings, three wise men. Yeah. So he put them like we dec- he decorated the cra- classroom for the holidays, like, you know, some Hanukkah stuff, some Kwanzaa stuff and then some Christmas stuff. And on his desk, he had the three kings. And I go, oh, um, I know their names. They're Gaspar, Melchior and Balthazar. And he goes, you know, their names. I'm like, yeah. He goes, everyone, everyone, I want to have your attention. Danny knows the names of the three kings. Isn't he such a nerd? Ah, that was that was uh that was peak, that was peak nerd for me, unfortunately. And then he goes, you know what? I'm not gonna allow you to say their names for the rest of the month. And I go, okay. He's like, because you're such a nerd. And the same teacher, now I he sounds like a bully, but him and I are still close to this day. Like we talk, like you know, like one of those cool teachers that you like talk to all the time, even after high school. Right, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's like that. And then another time I had to get braces again. And this was all during the same year, by the way, just so you know. I got braces yeah. again because I my overbite needed to be corrected again because I lost my retainer for some time. So I had to get braces in for like three months, and that was it. And then I go a week and a half without anyone noticing. And I was like, oh my God, I might actually do it. You know, me being naive. And then one day I was talking to him and he happened to catch wind. And he goes, oh my God, do you have braces? How long have you had them? I'm like, oh, they're just the temporary. I need, I need to get them off. And I come up. He goes, everyone, Danny has braces. <laughs> Man, just calling me out repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. But, you know. I can tell story after story after that of that of that specific class because man, like even the people in that class to this day, we still talk. Seems like a real fun guy. We yeah. should bring him onto the show sometime. Oh, I should. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a really good guy. But um, there my there's my misery from freshman year. I hope you liked it. Just that class was kind of like a little bit embarrassing, but also very very fun. So there you go. In fact, actually. One of the, the other teacher, my English teacher, um, was like, okay, Mr. Uh, 
your history teacher is being so so mean to you so i'm going to let you pick where you sit for the fourth marking period like she actually felt bad for me because <laughs> <laughs> i was just being picked on but it's like you know you earn your stripes and then once you're the cool upperclassman you don't get picked on anymore so that was kind of the that was kind of the way it went but there you go those are my miserable stories did you like them yeah i'm just thinking like it since you got to pick your seats i hope you didn't choose not to choose to sit next to morgan no, I did not choose to sit next to Morgan. Understandable. Yes. All right. But we have a new segment, and um, Julian was the pioneer behind it. This segment is called Annoyances. So we all have pet peeves. Some of them are stronger than others, and we'd like to uh, go into them, explain why we feel that way. All right, um, you could you could take the lead on this one, bro. All right, so my first pet peeve—I don't know if it's pet peeve or just like a common annoyance—but it's when I'm a pedestrian and cars don't stop all the way at the stop sign. Now, this has become more and more of a thing up here because people in the New York area do not know how to drive and they do not have respect for pedestrians or other drivers. There have been many, many times on campus where I've almost gotten hit because I will be literally in the crosswalk and cars just won't stop. It will just plow right through the stop sign. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a cultural thing because back home in Virginia, people most of the time stop at stop signs. High school, like in the parking lot, people never stop, but it's just, dangerous here because you know i'm trying to walk i have the right of way since i'm in the crosswalk and people don't stop so it's like what are you even doing um yeah and i'm not someone that gets road rage but i do get pedestrian rage like sometimes i'll straight up yell at a car if they you know are about to barrel into me gotcha so you're very you're stickler for stopping at the right spot i am yes now my pet peeve is when people text you in all lowercase that drives mm. me absolutely nuts because you know me i'm a very i type in full sentences when i text and i use punctuation and i even yeah. use semicolons and hyphens and dashes in my texts you know because i'm just so i'm just so above everybody else because i need to use proper grammar i said that with a load of sarcasm if you couldn't tell um Anyway, I'm just a very, I'm just a big uh, grammar guy. That's my superhero name. And when people don't type with uppercase on, it just, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. It really grinds my gears to quote Peter Griffin. It really grinds my gears. And it's always girls that do this, right? Mm, most of the time. It's mostly girls. But like, I don't have a problem with the people. I just have a problem with the way they text. Cause I don't know. It just. Uh, I can't, it's something I can't really qualify. It's, it's just like, why are you whispering to me? Yeah, exactly. It's like, why are you whispering? Um, just type it normally. Like people, and I hate the thing that makes me hate it the most. People do it to be like, you know, you say it all the time. You're like, people do it to do be quirky and different, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm like, it's just a text. You don't, how can you be quirky or, or, or pert in your text? I don't. I don't understand. Like, I don't get a vibe. I don't get a different vibe that you don't text with 
uppercase letters aside from the fact that it just, just it just hurts me on the inside. Mm. But I mean, I guess like texts aren't supposed to be formal. So like, I guess you can type them however you want. Like you can use shortenings like you for the word you, et cetera. But like when it's just not uppercase that, <clears throat> I don't know. I can't explain it. It just really, I mean, that's what makes it a pet peeve. It's just a little thing that annoys you and you really can't understand why. Yeah. Yeah, something about texting that also bothers me is when people send three dots like in a message without it being mad. Like if you want, if you want to send me an angry text, fine, but don't send me the three dots like attached to something if you're not actually mad. My mom does it all the time. Like, I don't know. Back when I was home, she'd be like, "I'm on my way home from the supermarket with three dots." And I'm like, that. "Oh no, am I in trouble? Did I forget to do a chore or something?" <laughs> Uh, so oh, the ellipses the ellipses it's more so funny than anything else I don't, i'm not like mad about it yeah no and my mom she does that too and she texts in such like shortened english it's i can't even understand it like she uses so many shortenings and um shorthands that it's hard to, i always be like can you speak english like what does that mean it's <laughs> like it's it's elite speak on steroids mm-hmm I just need, I just need most, the text to be clear. Yeah. Probably the most useful class I've ever taken is uh, keyboarding in sixth grade because obviously we learned how to type and that was a huge thing. I got my stuff done so much faster after that. But also, if I remember correctly, we, we did a whole like unit on just text and typing lingo. Hmm. And so that definitely helped me a lot with all these abbreviations. Mm-hmm. But see, if you use too much lingo, it's not understandable. If you use too little, like yeah. me, you come across as some weirdo. So mm. I got to, I mean, I find I don't always type in full sentences. I sometimes use like a little bit of shorthand, but still, you got to find the balance. I have a confession, though. I'm actually an index finger typer. Oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. You did not know this? No. I had no idea. That's that's horrible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Your face right now. You look so disgusted. I am. Well, like, I'm surprised you never noticed. No, I you see me typing all the time. What is it? Because I'm still fast? No, it's just I don't know. It's I don't know what it is. It's just like I don't know. It's, just, it's like watching someone do something the wrong way. Like, I don't know. If you, if you saw someone, you know, uh, pushing a door that you're supposed to pull open, that's what it's like. No, but you still, when you push the door that you're supposed to pull, right, the door doesn't move. When you type your index fingers, well, you still get results. Well, yeah, but then, then, like, if they push the door, you have to pull open and they realize it doesn't open, then they'll try the other thing. I don't know. That, that's Look, what it's like. No, like, I'm, I, I did. I had typing classes, but I was always faster with my index fingers. Interesting. I'm serious. I had a I, teacher like that. I had a teacher like that in middle school and high school. He would, but he was such an aggressive typer. Like he would attack the keyboard. Well, see, I don't attack the keyboard. I just, I mean, I rarely make mistakes when I type. Probably because my it's less fingers. It's less margin of error. I don't know, but it's, it's, I, whenever said. I tell people this, I get the same reaction. I don't know what's, I don't know what's the taboo. It's like, 
I can't do my own thing. It's it's like if you tie your shoe with the loop or you tie them without the loop, right? Yeah, I get is, that. I was actually having that debate with some people last night. Really? It's kind of funny, yeah. I don't really lean one way or another. Like, tying your shoes, it's like, it, it, you, you do it, you get the same result. I actually never tie my shoes. I don't know if you know this. I just tie yeah, it once. You, I tie it once. I just, I wear them. What I usually do is I just wear them enough that I could just slip my foot in and slip it out. I could hear you like stomping to put your shoes on. Yeah. So, because like, why waste the time? Yeah, I'm just full that. of surprises. I'm an index typer. I don't tie my shoes. I text in full sentences. I'm just exposing myself out here. Yeah, when you come back, when you come back, I want you to watch me type. And I want you to, I don't want you to gag or anything, but I want you to watch. No promises. Okay, because I can tell this is really rubbing you the wrong way. <laughs> Maybe this is your new pet peeve. You hate watching yeah, me my type. My new pet peeve is the way you type because it's disgusting. You, you belong in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Index finger prison. Okay, well, that does it for annoyances. And we have a very, very exciting review. And it's of the show that just wrapped up, WandaVision. So if you have not seen the full series, stop listening to the podcast and come back. We wanted to do this last, so you got in the other stuff. If you don't, if you haven't seen the series, this is your spoiler warning. Leave. We, we, we will not be responsible. We gave you the warning. If you, do, if you stay and you get spoiled and you're mad, it's on you. Right, Julian? Spoiler vision dies. Yeah. Oh, so he just he already dropped the spoiler. Well, I mean, like, is that it's like half right anyway? No, I was, I was sort of kidding because like he dies before the show even starts. True. But okay. Well, let's just get into it. So, WandaVision. It happens right after Avengers Endgame. And we don't know what happens at first, but basically, obviously, um, Wanda Maximov and her dead husband Vision are living in a perfect suburban neighborhood in New Jersey, represent the Garden State, hashtag Garden Statement, um, are living in a neighborhood, and it's like a 1950s uh, Leave it to Beaver sort of sitcom, Dick Van Dyke, you know, whatever you want. And then the show continues on gradually we learn there's some shady things going on outside of their little bubble and inside of it and there's some external forces that come in and and um it's up to wanda to figure everything out and deal with her grief over her dead husband who died at the hands of thanos after she killed him and then thanos revived him and then killed him again which must be which is probably very brutal and she lost her brother too so that's pretty bad but okay, what did you think? What did you think of the show? Uh, overall, I loved it because it, it was so unique the way that, you know, they're sort of going through time. Um, I don't know. Like, it was this, it was the first time that I had really watched like a Marvel thing. It was like not looking at it as like a standalone movie. I mean, I guess with, uh, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, like, sure, I was making a lot of those connections to older stuff, but with WandaVision, since it took place, like, right after Endgame, um, it really, really required a lot of, like, critical thinking. It was nice. It was almost like a mystery in a way, because it's like, what's happened? What's going to happen next? What's happening now? You know, who are these people? And 
it was nice because it was really cinematic you know it was like it, it felt like a long movie just broken up into different pieces um so i never really got you know sick and tired of of one episode to the next yeah that's how i felt it was and in a way that helped it and hurt it because the one episode per week i mean in the first case of the first week two episodes the one episode per week it allowed so much wiggle room for fan theories and i think at least everyone was a little disappointed in the finale because some fan theories did not come true but in a way it did create mystery it did create hype and that's really what marvel was going for so you know good marketing strategy and it was exciting because you never knew what was going to happen next mm-hmm. and it allowed fans to theorize some of the actors like Paul Bettany really and Tanoya Paris really stoked the flames of that, unfortunately. And it got people going kind of crazy, which, you know, it doesn't have has nothing to do with the show, but it's just something that impacted people's perception of it. But I really enjoyed the story and how it, um, you know, transitioned from Endgame to what the Marvel universe is going to be. It's going to be something different. It's not going to just be, you know, everyone's got to stop the big bad. It's about these heroes growing in the wake of what happened with the last big bad. And I think that's what, exactly what happens with Wanda's journey through her grief and the attempts to, by others, such as Agatha, to capitalize on that grief for her own gain. And it's up to Wanda to really come into her own. And I think her character development and Elizabeth Olsen's performance was absolutely electric. Yeah, but the acting was probably my favorite part about, about the show. Really, everyone put on an amazing performance. No, exactly. And for something that could best could honestly, at its worst, be described as just filler, it was one heck of a filler. Like, most of the episodes, except probably episode eight, episode seven, I would say, in my opinion, were really, really suspenseful. They always had great storylines uh wanda and vision were driving the story which is what you get when you call the show wandavision and you had a lot of great supporting characters making their uh making their rounds like jimmy woo woo verse he took over tiktok for a while before being replaced by um agatha and uh her brilliant performance and yeah like i said every episode is episode seven which i felt like was really the most filler just like boring episode was very dynamic and it pushed the narrative in a great direction and it was we got to talk about um evan peters though oh yeah that was uh, it was a clever decision but it was also kind of annoying what they did with it exactly because you know they cast the man who played um Quicksilver in the X-Men movies, knowing full well that it would make people think Marvel was going to open up the multiverse in the show. And then they reveal he's just a normal non-superhero man, non-superpowered man given powers by Agatha with his name is Ralph. I'm pretty sure it's actually pronounced Bonner, but Monica yeah. Rambeau, who also is amazing. I think she's a great character. And I think this show really put her on a great path for her next appearance of the captain marvel movie calls him ralph boner and then he goes huh boner but it's like to, it, it was kind of like a big like gotcha like a middle almost like a middle a playful middle finger from marvel in a way mm-hmm. which is so, sort of like trolly and funny but also 
not funny at all actually kind of shallow yeah yeah but they're trying to appease the middle school audience yeah they got to have that great uh 13 year old boy demographic satisfied you know with, oh, yeah. a, with a penis joke but yeah i mean we can go on and on about the show like the the the, the camera work and the aesthetic was great throughout the different decades of reality tv and i would say even the early episodes that were just like basically 1950s tv episodes were like well written like they you felt like you could watch this on tv you know except for the human synthesoid walking around or anything like you you felt like this was a real show you could watch if it wasn't self-contained and then the moments outside of the hex with the other characters it it led to some really you know dynamic almost like agents of shield-esque story which is very good yeah, I loved how it, I mean, my favorite part about WandaVision is that it, not about the show itself, but just about, you know, the fact that it's a show rather than a movie is that we don't have to have those super long breaks in between Marvel content anymore. Because in a week or two, Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out. And then after that, it's just Marvel after Marvel. Exactly. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I think the move to Disney Plus is going to be good one for a good one for Marvel because they can tell their story quicker. They can tell it in a new format. And, you know, the movies aren't going to be such a pain anymore because we have something to hold us over. Although I think everyone is just absolutely hyped beyond belief after the ending of WandaVision for um, Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness with uh, Wanda returning and, of course, the appearance of Spider-Man in the works. Yeah, I'm looking forward to everything. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's going to be good. That's going to be... Marvel is definitely holding us over. They're doing it well. Although, if I had to say, I felt like the show should have been released. The show would be perceived even better if it was released all in one go. And I say that in hindsight because, again, the time in between the episodes just... It made the show not about what it is. It made it about what people wanted it to be exactly and the star of the show was not yeah. wanda or vision it was the star of the show was the suspense exactly but the suspense is a double-edged sword it's a good thing but it's also something that can lead i mean when you're dealing with characters as powerful as wanda you inevitably have people theorizing on to the knife's edge which is which is uh not good for a fandom when those theories are so far-fetched that you know they're gonna fall short like if you just watch the whole series like it's a great self-contained story in a vacuum mm -hmm. but if you had these great hopes for what it would do for the marvel universe you're gonna be very disappointed i mean that's just the way it's gonna go but in any case it was a great example of what marvel could do it had very many powerful moments like that great line from vision in episode eight, uh, what is grief if not love persevering? You know, that hit really hard, especially given yeah, this year, this past year. And it was well-written, well-directed. Honestly, it was very good. I give it a nine out of 10. The only things I would take away is like, sometimes it felt very fillery, especially episode seven. And the the pacing was a little inconsistent at times. Yeah, and, it and sometimes it felt like the wrong characters were driving the story. But for the most part, it was a great, great series that, actually did a character study on marvel characters yeah yeah i'd say it's pretty accurate because a lot of the movies are about the plot like you could 
take away one character, put in the next one, you know, it'd be the same movie. But WandaVision, everyone fit very well. Yeah. So, what's your odd? Your is your number rating nine out of ten too? Uh, I'd give it an eight out of ten because I, I get the purpose of the show, but I would have liked to see more action throughout. Yeah, you after the finale, you were like, ah, you you let out a little bit of a sigh. But yes. I mean, that's why I'm that's why I'm looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier because th- there will be a lot of you know character development plot, but there'll be a good amount of action as well. Yeah, but there's not going to be nearly as much hype because let's face yeah. it, WandaVision kind of drained the fandom already. Mm-hmm. That was the show with a lot of hype because the characters were so powerful that there was the possibility for so much. But like Falcon and Winter Soldier, these are what two like modestly powerful humans with mm-hmm. no supernatural powers so it's like there's lo- it's lower stakes but hopefully it's good hopefully they try and they surprise us with something at least but that's gonna do it for our review we both kind of like wandavision julian a little bit wanting more for action me i like it a little more because i'm able to look past the hype although i wish dr strange showed up in the finale i think we can all agree that on that but Oh, yeah, we need to talk about the kids, which are really good characters, too. Billy and Tommy, mm-hmm. who hopefully will be a big part of the new Doctor Strange movie. But, okay, done. Done with the review. That does it for this episode. Um, I'm starving. I am starving. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry myself. Yeah, you're going to order the Popeyes? Uh, 10.30. That's when I'm able to order it. All right, cool. All right, so... We will enjoy our chicken, enjoy your day, enjoy your week, and we'll see you next time on the Room 109 Podcast. I'm Danny DiCrescenzo. And I'm Julian Rocha. Stay safe.